Yeah, we had to bring that Beyonce HBCU version since we're talking about HBCU. Okay, okay, cool. Right, right. Good, good, good. Uh, uh. corner from from uh monica oh, okay okay man bitch would that be so funky man i couldn't man that's done. so bad boy <laughs> i i was trying to sit in my seat dog you took everything in me <laughs> welcome to another edition of motivation monday presented by getting to the issue I'm your host, Dre Day. Got my co-host, Bishop. What's up, brother? What it do, baby? Everything man, good? Everything great. Good, brother. good stuff, man. Hey, dog. What's going on, fellas? Everything good? Man, everything <laughs> is good, man. We got a special guest enough. in the house, man. We got a guest in the background, too. And so, shots out to Kenya. Just appreciate you stopping by. And, uh, man. Welcome, welcome. We have none other than the VP of Marketing for Envision Marketing. He's a veteran PR and marketing specialist and uh not only is he my friend but he's my cousin and my high school classmate and he's well versed in the industry and the topic we have today talking about hbcus and the impact of hiring former professional athletes carlos welcome to the show brother thank you thank you i appreciate that cousin welcome yeah, yeah. welcome Always good to see y'all, man. Hey, you too, see Los, mm -hmm. man. It was uh, good putting my eyes on you again, brother. Y'all be time. chopping them sticks. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Last time it was, uh, Oh yeah. you know, when, when we first met uh, down in uh, Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah, a... Yeah, my uh, bonus mom, man. That's yeah. Gwen. Right, right, got, right, know, right. Double Gwen. I got, right. I got it both ways. Right. You <laughs> know, His mother name is Gwen. My mother name is right. Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was good to be down in the country because, you know, I'm yeah. from down home, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's just good to be down in the country, man. It was good to meet all y'all. And so it's good to have you on the podcast, brother. Appreciate you, appreciate yeah, you, appreciate man. you, man. Yeah, Silos, we, we appreciate you taking the time um, because we know you're busy. I mean, you're managing a, a robust list of clients. No problem, and, man. And we've seen you, you know, lately on the Black News Channel talking about a yeah. number of different topics from, you know, COVID to, you know, what's happening in sports with uh, Shakari Richardson, you know, and different yeah. things like that, man. And so we really wanted to get you to the table um, to talk about another topic that is prevalent right now in HBCUs hiring former professional athletes. And I oh, think yeah. that, you know, uh, I'm a former employee of Clark Atlanta. And when I was mm. there, George Lynch was the basketball yeah. coach, right? Mm. And so that brings a lot of notoriety uh, to the before university. That Walker. Yeah, before that, Daryl Walker. Mm -hmm. And so we know it's been happening, but it just appears that when Deion Sanders got picked up Hello? by Jackson State, Right. It changed the trajectory of everything in the industry, not to mention that COVID and what was happening with black players going to these uh -huh. D1 schools. We saw, we saw a pivot. Right. And right. talk to the people about that, Silos. Well, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to the SWAC. Okay. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Because uh, not only do they have Dion over there, but now they have, you know, FAMU has joined in that. That's right. My, yeah, that's uh, right. My buddy, uh, Willie, 
Willie is over there. I'm a swag bag. And uh, okay. Yes, sir. Southern and, University, Baton Rouge. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then to piggyback on that, now I think we were talking about this Eddie George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Eddie George with Tennessee State. Yeah. Eddie George, that makes so much sense because he's been living in Nashville for better part of what, fifteen or mm-hmm. so years. Yeah, he retired right. there, right? Yeah. And him and his family decided to make that their permanent home. And I think what it does is it adds more attention, resources, and the ability in the platform. Mm, mm. Master P, his son just signed okay. with Tennessee State. Oh, yeah. He also right. just signed right. a multi-million dollar deal. That's right. Coming off of the, uh, the change of law. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you have an opportunity to raise the platform... I mean, I think, you think back to before, like in the 70s, 80s, 60s, mm-hmm. players were, whether it's Deacon Jones, mm-hmm. whether it's somebody mm-hmm. like Sweetness, Walter Payton, mm-hmm. Jerry Rice. Doug right. Williams. Uh, Doug, Doug Williams, Williams. All of them. These uh, were perennial All-Americans mm-hmm. that went on to become all, you know, mm-hmm. Hall of Famers right. in some that cases. Went to HBCUs. Exactly. Exactly. Now, the thing that we've always said is that if we had the, the same resources mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as the PWIs had, right, 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 it wouldn't even be fair. It would be a contest. It right. wouldn't even be fair. Prairie View, HBCU, mm-hmm. Quiet as Kept, has one of the best facilities mm. as far as track and field in the country. Matter of fact, a couple of years That's ago, when we did our intake to head to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. We actually went to Prairie, Prairie View. That's factual. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's true. So when you start talking about Dion, you start talking about um, Eddie George, and you start talking about some of these other programs that are now looking at hiring, even Alabama State years ago had a you know, former NFL mm-hmm. guy at the rims. Mm-hmm. That's going to bring more attention. Mm-hmm. These kids want to go where they can get more resources. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you right now, when Dion step into, into into them living rooms, when mm-hmm. Eddie George step into them living rooms, mm-hmm. oh, them kids, th- them kids listening. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know they listening because they got them Hall of Fame jackets. Right. Dion Casey got them rings. All both of them got the millions, but more importantly, got the wisdom. Wow. Right. Wow. And yeah. So do you think, Max? This question because I was listening to Rob Calloway's one on one podcast, and he had um, he had former FAMU head coach uh, who won the NCAA 1AA National Championship in 78 on there, and he was talking about the perception. And so he played for Woody Hayes, mm. Ohio State. Yeah. Then he came to FAMU, the coach at a black school. Right. So he said he faced a lot of pushback mm-hmm. because he brought what he learned there to FAMU. And being a black man, he thought he would be accepted, but he saw a lot of pushback. And for that fact, he's not in the Hall of Fame just yet. HBCU Hall of Fame. But then you think about it, though. Think about it from, from, from this uh, frame of mind. My dad went to Southern, right? And so Southern was oh, all yeah. I knew. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, there was a bunch of players that played with my dad that actually went to the NFL. And then some things start to happen uh, in the NCAA and Division One where all of a sudden they didn't care nothing about the black athlete at first, right? Mm-hmm. And it really started to happen out in California when UCLA had some black players and University of Alabama went out there and they got slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. 
And then Bear Bryant said, okay, I need to get me some of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And when that started to happen, that changed the whole optics of what black college football was right. versus what Division One football was, yeah. right? Because now all of a sudden they're, they're going out and they're getting our creme de la creme, right. right? They're getting the cream of the crop, right? And what, for me, I'm glad to see the pivot, right? right? Uh, because there are, um, I'm going to say it like I feel it, um, Division One football has been basically pillaging Black athletes, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad, two things, I'm glad to see the pivot, and I'm glad to see the rule change where these individuals can profit off of their own name. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Right. But um, let, let's let Carlos answer this right here. Great point, um, Bishop. Do you think the perception has changed from what uh, Rod went through at FAMU to what Dion, and he spoke somewhat on that. I listened to the podcast he spoke, he said he was happy for Dion and what he's doing at Jackson State. But do you think the perception has changed? Because Dion played at Florida State, predominantly white institution. Right. So now he's coming to Jackson State. So we know we got the boards in place. So what do you think the perception is with Dion coming to a traditional black college and things being somewhat different? All it takes is one. Mm. And what I mean by that, all it takes is one. The thing that, um, and I know that coach. That coach was a hall of, matter of fact, he built that program to put, you know, um, Nate Newton and all the, mm-hmm. you know, some of these guys yeah. on, on the, on the, um, right. on there. You're right. Dion You're right. has hall of fame credentials that, let's just be honest, like you even mentioned it. I think you, one of y'all just mentioned it, that mm-hmm. he ain't even in the black college hall of fame yet. Right, right. So Dion brings a certain amount of credibility that, um, and it's all about timing. This, right. It's all about timing. Great point. There's a couple of things in the play. We're in the middle of a, um, not only just a COVID pandemic, but a racial pandemic. Mm-hmm. Talk about mm-hmm. it. So now, more and more corporations, Fortune 500 companies, national organizations, they're viewing, I got to invest with you. Mm-hmm. I got to invest with your wife. Mm-hmm. I got to invest with that sister. I got to be- because they see now it's good for business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So with Dion coming in now, Eddie, and then there's some rumblings about a couple other moves. I won't tip the scale just yet, but mm-hmm. it's going to only help. And I think back then there was the pushback because let's get real. Mm-hmm. He came from the Ohio State. Yes. Right. And, and so. In the 70s. Exactly. And so for them, it was, well, you're coming, and you got to understand the dynamic of the family. I, I have 10 right off the bat relatives that mm-hmm. are family alum. You know, mm-hmm. our hometown oh, yeah. is yeah. closer oh, to, yeah. to family yeah. than it is Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Family, for all this luster, has one of the most fickle boards of all HBCUs. They, mm, you know, sometimes I call them can't get right. That's right. factual. Them boards are something that's else. That's factual. Man. And so I think, and sometimes even their, their alumni. Right. Yeah. And so I think now, let's just say if Dion would have made that move and went to FAMU instead of even Jackson State, because I think Jackson State pulled everybody by surprise because they're like, what is he? He ain't yeah, got nothing right. to do with, you know, yeah. he from, you know, from South Florida. Right. What, what, what? But it made sense because SWAC is very aggressive. Mm-hmm. SWAC, even though they're HBCU, 
they run their stuff like PWIs. As a matter yeah. of fact, almost to a fault. Right. Like I'm not. I'm just gonna put it out there. Um, they don't even have a black PR firm. Mm. It's a white agency that runs. Oh wow. That stuff. Wow, yeah. Wow, exactly. Wow. That's yeah. That's. Mm. But I do think that the pendulum is beginning to at least be conducive to. To, to swing, yeah, yeah, right. But I, it got to just start with that one. Yeah. I think you said something that was profound. You said timing. Timing yeah. is everything, right? Yeah. So there's a shift taking place from a racial standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, the you know pandemic in our country, and then the the money portion of it. Like mm -hmm. you're talking about SWAC, they host a big bowl here, and it's a lot of money that follows yeah. that that bowl game, right? Yeah. And so um, we've been talking about branding, for, for lack of better words. Right. That's what mm -hmm. these gentlemen are doing to these HBCUs, right? Right. It's elevating their brand. But as it relates, we know funding follows that. Right. So enrollment. For, yeah, enrollment, funding. So for so many years, you know, the perception has been out there that historically black colleges and universities misappropriate funding, misallocate funds. And, and, and so with this funding that follows, you know, we got to make sure we procure that funding. Mm -hmm. And so with players like Dion and all them coming in, do they have the skill set, the experience, you know, people being placed around them to procure those funds to ensure? Because, you know, the, the, the spotlight is on them. Yeah, and I'll I tell you one even better than that. Like, for example, think about funding, and I know where you – Morris Brown. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Clark Atlanta just recently had a black eye. Mm -hmm. How can you not have – let these kids not and their fam, family know – before a week, before they, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like being the president. You know, obviously I consult politicians. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, well, our, you know, that gentleman, uh, you know, on that book, Barack Obama, he didn't have any experience. Well, guess what? No one who's ever been president right. has had, had experience of being president. <laughs> Great exactly. Point. Great point. Yeah. Everybody's, you know, so you got to have a team around you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. The young lady, Shakari Richardson, I made a post yesterday. Some people got it. Some people didn't. It went over people's head. But I said, understanding that sport the way that I do, and I ain't even got to get into my receipts, um, they failed her. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nike. Yeah, I read your post. Yeah, I read your post. Her, team, her, um, her agent, publicist, trainer, they all failed her by not giving her the resources in order to be successful. Now, she also owed it to them to, to train right. Mm -hmm. But the moment leading up to that, that they realized that, hey, you know, we're looking at this lot. Hey, this is, she's not clocking what we did. Call they it should off. should have pulled it. Mm -hmm. I've, been pulled in, it. I've been in, 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 I think we were in Zurich. And Usain Bolt, I had a client that was getting ready to, you know, Justin Gatlin at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Usain Bolt sat that thing down. You know why? Mm -hmm. Because Justin was on the on a, on a road for two years straight. He didn't lose a race. Mm. Smart. So rather than embarrass himself, oh, it, he, he went home. Mm. So, but back to them. Because that damages his brand. Yeah. So, right. so back to, to these HBCUs, they got to surround themselves with qualified people. Dion ain't, ain't doing the budget. Yeah, that's facts. They do have a thing called an athletic director. Right. They do have a president. They do have uh, um, provost and all that stuff. So, they can actually help to bring in money, and I think the numbers are already showing that um, enrollment is, has been up. Mm -hmm. They got a new deal with Pepsi. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah, that's because him. You know, he brings in obviously his relationship with Under Armour. So there's 
It's a trickle-down effect. And it's going to trickle across the swag. Right. Right? And, right. and so it's not just good for um, Jackson State, but it's good for the whole Southwestern right. Athletic Conference. Right. Right. Every Saturday, right. somebody gets the chance to see Dion and them guys play. Right. And it's Win good. or lose. Yep. Because they mm-hmm. went down to Alabama State and got drugged. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that didn't matter because the stands was full. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's really – and then if we start to really think about it and we unpack Dion's um, – his, his, his um, contract a little, he's got some write-ins in there because he's not getting paid a whole lot of money as oh, relates yeah. to yeah, a college yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Right? Well, well, they didn't have the resources that well, – Of course not. He, he addressed that and, and you know, kind of – he didn't – he hasn't – Throwing them under the bus, so it's right. kind of exposed that. But right. they don't have, under the current business structure, the the prerequisite resources that are Ohio State, Florida right, State, right, yeah, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that brings in a whole different, yeah. a whole different topic when we start to think about who is it? Tennessee State uh, is getting some money from the federal government because mm-hmm. of inequity. Yeah. Um, Fisk is getting some money from the federal government causing inequity, and that's getting ready to go across all of uh, the HBCUs as well because yeah. the reason that, and I believe this wholeheartedly, the reason that they are um, misappropriating fun is because they're trying to rub pennies together, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but now that's getting ready to change, and, and there's going to be equity in terms of, or, or some equity, we should say, in terms of how the colleges are being funded. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. I'll give you... Because I've unfortunately been involved in some of these. It's not even just so much about the rubbing of those pennies. Mm-hmm. Their infrastructure needs to change. Oh, without mm-hmm. a doubt. You work the clock line. Their infrastructure from a standpoint of Ohio State has an infrastructure and they have an endowment, same as right. Michigan State and Michigan, whatever. And so there are certain, you don't hear about that money going missing like that in some of these places because they got certain Buffers and infrastructure right, right, set got in checks place. and balances, Ex- right. Exactly. Sometimes you got one person sitting in the basement over there off Fair Street with mm-hmm. access to the coffers, <laughs> and, and, now, and then you're hoping that they ain't got a gambling problem. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're hoping that they ain't got addiction and, problem. And, 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 they, they and they've been there yeah. for 30, 40 years. And ain't right. nobody watching. And nobody's yeah. watching. You know, so. Yeah. So you think that we're too trusting? Well, I just think, well, not even so much, it's not even so much too much trusting as much as they don't know, you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. so it's like, if they had, they could learn from these big white schools about, okay, well, how did how y'all get, you know, a buddy of mine, Steve Smith, donated $3 million to his alma mater in his mother's yeah. name. Well, mm-hmm. you, you, you're you on a great point now, Carlos. Hey, let me say this. It's Motivation Monday presented by Getting to the Issue. We're talking with Carlos Scott, VP of Envision Marketing, and we're talking about HBCUs and the impact of hiring former professional athletes. And you were just caveating and talking about funding and donations and donors. So one thing that we can do, and I'm not an HBCU alum, but I donate to Mars Brown. Right. I've donated money to them on several occasions and happy to see that they're now fully accredited by tracks. Right. And so they're seeking you know, sacks in, in years to come. Uh, but what I will say is that being a former employee of an HBCU, most of our HBCUs are private. Yeah. So they don't get the same federal funding that, uh, the same state funding that right. a Georgia state yeah. would get or a Kennesaw state would get here in Georgia. 
North Carolina. And, you know, it's a, you know, so it's a Methodist. It's AME. AME, right. All of them in the AU Center are tied to some type of mm -hmm. AME or CME. So they don't get the same funding. So, you know, they don't have the same resources available. And then the second thing is, is that most of the students that are coming to the AU Center, these students, 60, 70% of them are first generation, and they're not upwardly mobile. Their parents right. don't make the amount of right. money. Right. Yeah. So they're borrowing money, and they're getting, you know, funding from other resources instead of at, HBC, at PWIs. A lot of those students, their parents are writing checks. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, which uh, reduces the... Um, Reduces the discount rate. Right. Um, so that's one caveat. But I know when we get back to the subject, you know, in, in talking about the impact. And so we're knowing and just watching Dion. I know he experienced some things at Jackson State he had not seen before. He talked about the weight room. We talked about the lack of funding and, and talk about the facilities and different things like that. And so, you know, I'm, what I'm hopeful for is this right here. Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful that more alumni start to don donate. Right. You graduate, you went to school at HBCU, you're HBCU proud, don't give just money. wear the shirt, give money. donate. Give money. Donate, give money. give money. I work in higher ed, I know the value of it. If you have any questions, DM us, and I will tell you all about it. I've been in higher ed for 15 years, and, um, and I know how this funding goes. You have to donate. We're, we're sending out graduates, we have to give back. Regardless of your experience, because we, we know the experience, right? We got right. some HBCU alums in here. You go through the loan financial aid lines, you, you wait on housing, whatever the case may be. If we want our institutions to survive, we have to donate. We have to donate. So um, let's transition real quick, fellas. So with Dion and professional athletes coming, they bring a certain level of expertise. Right. Right? So the impact, we've seen some, some major D1 players change their mind, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, players that were going to Clemson, that was going to um, Alabama and Georgia and these particular schools. Now they're going to schools like Jackson State and FAMU, which, they, you know, they, a lot of times they was getting those athletes. Mm -hmm. But what do we have to do to hold on to these athletes? Um, it got to start with, first of all, it got to start with the, the recruiting. It's, two, it's twofold. Recruiting and resources, and we can't forget the college experience. Um, and people look at me when I say the college experience, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's mind-boggling. And they can do it. It's mind-boggling. I look at, I have a lot of, we have a lot of family mm -hmm. in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The University of Miami is nowhere near, they don't, the, the, where they play football is a good 45 minutes away from that campus in Coral Gables. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they are still able to have a good college experience when they're talking about filling up them stands when they were, you know, mm -hmm. playing. The HBCUs have to do a better job of making sure that that, when they recruit those big names, this guy, Mikey Williams, mm -hmm. he's the number one, I think, in 2023. Mm -hmm. He said that he's going to be going to Howard. They already got some other guy that's going to Howard. Mm -hmm. Going to be a lottery pick. Now, Howard, now some of the bigger schools, like a Howard, yeah. um, they're, they're in a better situation. They're in D.C. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and Howard is D.C. Uh, is funded by the yeah. city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, for some of these other schools that are in, like, boonstick nowhere, they don't have that same, you know. Yeah. You know, so I think they got, they have to do, they have to make that experience to be one that they are just like, 
Yeah. Man, this is it. This is it. Let me tell you another piece of that story that we have to add in that we haven't talked about really is the, the, our politicians, our legislators, right? Uh-huh. So, you know, for those, and this is really for our audience that, that's listening, that's why we have to go to the polls and vote. We have to know the candidates that are running for office to know what Carlos or what Bishop or what Nate or King, what do they advocate and support? So we know Warnock and Ossoff just went to, mm-hmm. you know, to D.C. Congress, right. right? Right. So all that funding that our HBCUs in Georgia just got, that's, it's, it's, that it's, was it's, Warnock it's, right. and Ossoff promise when they ran the campaign. One of the first right. things they did. One of the first right. things. So voting, so we're talking about HBCUs and impact, but it also ties into politics, business. It ties into a number of different things. And so by putting them in the seat, our students were able to reap the benefits. Right. You know, so we got to make sure that next year when those midterms come around, we, we vote. Got, we got to vote. Got to right. vote. And we got to know With what that they same stand, level of aggression that we voted for this last time. For. Right. right. Because, you know, we've seen the first merger of HBCU yeah. in a predominantly white institution, Albany, Albany State, State and Darden College. Yeah. Right. So we saw that. And so if we don't support, if we don't do anything about it, we will see more of that. That didn't go over too well either. It didn't go over no, too no, well. No, not at know. all. <laughs> you know, not that, at all. that didn't go over too well for a number of reasons that, you know, we ain't got enough time to talk about. But I think um, when you're looking at to how, to, how to increase that, like what you were saying, mm-hmm. that recruitment process has got to be – a lot of times these, they don't even go after these big – because they figure we can't. Mm-hmm. So, but when you get a big fish like a Dion or Eddie George, now you can mm-hmm. because you got somebody. Now you're looking at a coach every Saturday. Matter of fact, every day has been the way you're trying to go. Mm. And so, but then they also can't forget that when you go to these HBCUs, that experience, I don't care. I've been to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That experience can't compare to a Howard, a FAMU, they home. I mean, that's. There is, just, there is no, no comparison. comparison. Well, they're two different experiences. Yeah. Well, right? that's true. Yeah. They're two that's different true. experiences. That just, that just, yeah. One is a football game. Yeah. The other one is an extravaganza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> North Carolina A&T, there's nothing in Greensboro. Okay? There's nothing there. But guess what? They, what do they call it? The greatest homecoming on earth? Oh, yeah, yeah. G-Ho. Yeah, yeah. G-Ho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know. and so when you take a kid that's, Already going to that's the thing we got to get strategic too. Just get all it takes is just one. Get one or two of these Mikey Williams. Get one or two of the the, the African kid that's going to mm-hmm. Howard. Get one of them to go. Then get drafted. Have some success. Now that changes the whole trajectory. It's like oh wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go to the Georgia Tech or Stanford. I can go mm-hmm. to. And that's how Howard, you know? that's how Southern landed like a Theus Williams. Yeah. Right, he's from New Orleans, yeah. right? And the biggest um, bowl game um, is Southern and Gremlin. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. mm-hmm. right? It sells this city out. It, more money comes through New Orleans. NBC, so, right? Right, NBC. More money comes through New Orleans Southern Gremlin weekend than at any other time. More, they, they outsell the Sugar Bowl. Right? Uh, and any other bowl game that the Superdome hosts, mm-hmm. Southern and Grambling put up more money. There's more dollars that come into the city than at any other time. Yeah. Right? And so what my dad did for me and about seven of my classmates was he took us 
to Southern Gremlin, right? Yeah. To the Bayou Classic. He took us to the Classic. I was already sold because that's all I knew. All of us went to Southern. Mm. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's vitally important. I, I do want to ask this or bring up this topic here. And, I, um, and this is near and dear to my heart. We know so many athletes, they go from college to professional level sports, right? Mm -hmm. You know, some of them, you know, they go out there, well, now the rules has changed. You got to play two years or whatever, depending on which sport you're in. Mm -hmm. But you go from being broke, for lack of better words, or from working class yeah, yeah. to becoming a millionaire. And, and my hope is, is that players like Deion Sanders and Eddie George can help these young players with not only branding, but also how right. to preserve and invest their money so right. that they could, you know, reach back and continue to build generations of that. Because we've seen, you know, athletes be impacted by uh, spending their money, you know, uh, frivolously. It's funny you mentioned those two guys. I have the utmost respect for both of those two guys for the same reason. Dion's late um, agent who passed away, you know, uh, not long ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Brother, Eddie George's longtime agent is a good buddy of mine, Lamont. Mm -hmm. Brother, they just got back from the Hall of Fame. Steve Atwater is one of his clients as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Jerome Bettis is one of his clients. I think they have to have the right agents managers, business managers, even publishers, everybody around them has to be feeding into them as well as their specifically their financial advisors. Mm. The unfortunate thing is, and I will say this, not to throw them under the bus because those are my, we, we've done a lot of work together. They've actually had me to speak at the, um, the uh, symposium, the rookie symposium mm -hmm. uh, on branding and you know, media crisis or whatever, yeah. but the thing that they definitely could do better at mm -hmm. is that financial piece. Mm -hmm. Because all of these guys are being advised by NFL PA certified financial advisors. Mm, yeah. My thing is if you, if you, mess, with, if you mess up a guy's uh, money, mm -hmm. you should automatically be taken off the books and the rolls right. and right. the agent right. that brought right. you in that dream. And, 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 and your certification uh, should, should be pulled. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 right. And so right. I think but on top of that, one of the best financial advisors that, we've, that I've ever, over the last two decades, ever come across used to represent one of my good friends. And he said, you have to become a student of money yes. for that very reason. Because when you're making that type of money, mm -hmm. you've got to hire accountants to, to watch accountants. Because right. the one thing they know about, one thing that, you know, they know how to cook the books because right. this is what they do for a living. To make yeah. you think. They know how to give you a spreadsheet and all that, whatever. They already know you don't even know how to read the spreadsheet. Right. Mm. But then they done, they done siphon off this and siphon off that. And then next thing you know, you're trying to figure out, like, well, why am I missing money? Like, mm -hmm. Terrell Owens, a good friend of mine, he, he called his, his financial advisor that his agent set him up with. Mm -hmm. Millions was misappropriated. Mm. Why? Because he made the cardinal sin for one Mm. As Bill Cosby, um, Oprah Winfrey said the best advice that Bill Cosby gave to her, or one of the best advice she's gotten that came from Bill Cosby was, you sign every check. Mm. A lot of these guys, they're intimidated. I'm, I'm telling you from experience, because just like we sitting here, I've heard them, they're intimidated by that money, which mm. makes no sense. They're intimidated by it. Yeah. And so it's like, well, will you handle it? You handle it. No, brother, let's, this is your right, money. Right, mm -hmm. right. You know, let's talk about that financial plan that we got to get, you know, whatever. So 
they're intimidated by it. Yeah, yeah. And so they got to change that. Wow, wow. Hey, it's Motivation Monday presented by Getting to the Issue. And we're talking to Carlos Scott, VP of Envision Marketing. And we're discussing HBCUs and the impact of hiring former professional athletes. And, you know, as we go into our last segment, I want to talk about two things, guys. And it's right here locally in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been really following Mars Brown closely. And so Mars Brown, you know, they've made a major comeback. Mm -hmm. this, this is the first time over 20 years institution lost their accreditation to survive and come back. Right. You know, it's called the, the hard reset. Dr. Kevin James is doing a great job over there. Shout out to the frat, Roots and Bros. Right. So, um, you know, doing a great job. And so I read about a month ago he's partnered with Hilton. They're going to build a $30 million hotel on site right there. And so right. that's going to generate revenue year after year after time, you know, different homecomings. And so that's a great thing. And then I was just reading this week, and I got it right here, that Clark Atlanta University is doing a fearless venture Venture Capital Week, and they're going to be featured by Steve Madden and J.P. Morgan Chase. Right. And so it's speaking to the value proposition, we're getting back to these HBCUs, right. black schools, and the timing and right. what's happening in the atmosphere. Right. And so, you know, I think we're, we're turning the corner. Right. We, we have some more work to do, yeah. but, but I think we're on the right track. Yeah. I think we're on the right track. The thing is about that, both of those um, partnerships, first of all, they're timing. It's all about timing. But I think it's got to be a conducive environment. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I also believe that with Morris Brown, there's also going to be some like training as far as like hotel management or something like that. Yeah, right. It's they, a program to have uh, hospitality. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hospitality, yeah, right. Gotta, that's needed because you're talking about a city of Atlanta. That's a, you know how much yeah. how many billions of dollars that we generate just from hospitality alone. And, and you think about it, you 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 spot on, Carlos. Uh, you think about it. I'm in uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? Okay. And so that's a, a direct pipeline yeah. of, of 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 black employees that's going right into Hilton. And and I know for um, for my own knowledge is that Hilton is a government contractor, mm -hmm. right? So the government watches who's coming. And who's leaving? Well, it's mandatory right. that they have it a is, certain percentage it is, of it is mandatory. Uh, minority it, it, right. certifi it, certified. Certified. Minority. Certified. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's mandatory. And you think about it from that perspective in terms of putting a hospitality program right there on site. Mm -hmm. That not only gives them an inroads to Atlanta, but wherever Hilton is around the world. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that, that's major. And I think as we start, you know, um, know trying to figure out what's the next phase of that mm -hmm. there has to be an aggressiveness but there also has to be um that accountability because i did a hit not too long ago about um interview and the interview was about if you guys recall all these corporations pledged i think it was like 50 yeah. billion dollars or whatever case would be mm -hmm. and um there was a study that just came out that only about 200 Excuse me. Mm. Only about 250 million of that 50 billion, billion. has actually hit the coffers of these yeah. uh, uh, black initiatives or social justice or whatever. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we got a long way to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you like you said, they pledged it. They didn't pay it. You can't. I, I got called by CNBC to do an interview because of, I won't say the name of the bank, but they, they, they pledged something. Mm -hmm. or, they, or they made the announcement. Right. And the producer, this is about 10 minutes before we get ready to go mm -hmm. on. And I, you know, you have to send them your talking points mm -hmm. and whatever. And I just brought up the fact. I said, "I'm, this is. It sounds great, but it's a little bit problematic." And yeah. got a little quiet. 
I said, well, I write press releases for a living. Mm -hmm. There's nowhere in here that announced they had a partnership with the NAACP, the National Urban League, mm. or any other black organization to help them with the vetting yeah. of, or so forth. And then the other thing is, there was no 1-800 number, there was no link or nothing like that. So it's like y'all trying to win the press release war, right? but y'all at the same time- Execution's not like, happening. How, how am I going to apply? Yeah, yeah. How am I going right. to, who did y'all partner with to, to make sure that this thing is going right? Um, and, and, future and so do you think you think that's by design? I do. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you, you think about it because yeah, they don't they, think you're smart enough to right, realize that. Because when I when, when, we generally have short term memory when it comes to them. I often say that right, all the time. When right. it comes to our counterparts, we have short term memory. Yeah. But when it comes to us, we remember right. a long way down the road. Because yeah. yeah. my, my former employer was a big IT company. Yeah. Right. And they did the same thing. And um it came across my desk mm -hmm. in terms of who we're going to give the money to, right. how we're going to disperse it, uh, what was the percentage year over year. Right, right. Um, but if they didn't have a me mm -hmm. in the seat, then they'll never get that money. Right. 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 Then it just like we just said, it becomes a pledge, not a check. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, and to that point, the last thing I want to cover, guys, is that, you know, we often hear by SOS, save ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and this is the thing I think we have to do. To your point, getting people in the C-suites and the board of directors and right. all these positions. But moreover than that, you know how, let, let's just use Georgia, right? Mm -hmm. And I know you're from Mississippi, Ron. But even in Mississippi, Georgia, Mississippi, you know how many fans there are of the University of Georgia and donors but never sat foot, foot on that on campus? That campus. Right. Because it's the flagship institution. Mm -hmm. It's the institution they aspire to. The, Ole the Miss, big program. Oh, Miss. Miss. Same thing. University right? of Alabama. All that. So my point <laughs> is, though, if all of us mm -hmm. donate and support our HBCUs the same way they support their big universities, right. like if we just decided to adopt one HBCU in Georgia, you take Clark, I take Morris Brown, you take Morehouse, you take Spelman, and somebody else takes Savannah State, Fort Valley, Albany State, Payne College. If, you, if someone just does that, and we do it, and we continue to build upon that, we, we, we'll save our own selves. Right. We'll right. save our own selves. We can't keep sitting back waiting, even though we got to hold them accountable because we spend our money. Right, right, right. Not negating that fact, but I'm just saying, let's, let's, let's takeaways, you know, I want our audience to understand takeaways and solutions is that although we're bringing in these big-name coaches and mm -hmm. administrators on, on whatever side of the field that they're on, we have to save our own colleges and universities because before there were the white institutions, there were only HBCUs that we could attend. Right. That's there were only HBCUs. Now, all kids are not, all black kids are not going to attend HBCUs. Right. Let's, let's understand that. Right. But for those that choose to attend HBCUs, we got to make sure that they're there, make sure that they're solvent, make sure that we, you know, they're giving them a high-level education so they can compete in this global economy. And that starts with us holding them accountable where we're spending our dollars. Right. You know, man. You and, know, you know but, I, I think to, to, to that same point, from the HBCU's perspective, you have graduates that come out of the HBCU that, that are accountants or are business analysts, mm -hmm. hire them back and, and let them be part of your, your, your checks and balances mm -hmm. to make certain that the checks are going out right and, and financial aid is, right. is proper. Um, 
it seems like just a, a, a not really, uh, it seems like a, a common sense thing to do. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's all, it's all, it's all relative and it's all fluid. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to look at it from a standpoint of, um, ironically, I, you know, before it was fashionable, I've been in that diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, capacity for years. Right. Um, basically trying to help these organizations to respectfully and effectively advertise to the African-American right. um, mm -hmm. consumer. Yeah. And uh -huh. the thing that we have to do is it starts with that accountability of when you get that check, you got to have, whether it's like you said, it's, you're an accountant. This guy right here is, is uh, over organizations. These two need to talk. Right. There needs to be a conversation. Because he's going, you're going to work with him. You're going to set up what the organization did. Mm -hmm. And then for, you can help them with, with the allocation of that budget right. or even the set said budget. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that you already know, you he, when he's coming to you, yeah. he's telling you, well, look, we got 250000 for this. We got seven hundred fifty thousand. We got whatever, yeah. and this is where we need to keep within to stay on target. Yeah. yeah, basically, what you just hit, Carlos, was basically we know process improvement and project management, people, processes, and technology. That's right. it. Standard operating procedures. Standard operating. And, and what we haven't done well enough in our HBCUs over mm -hmm. years is evolve with technology mm -hmm. and moving these old processes out the right. way. Right. And bringing in fresh ideas, change agents. Mm -hmm. You know. New thinkers. That's what we mm -hmm. had done, man. Hey, it's Motivation Monday presented by Getting to the Issue. And we're talking with Carlos Scott, VP of Envision Marketing, discussing the HBCUs and the impact of hiring former professional athletes. Man, I think this has been excellent. Um, um, Carlos, we definitely appreciate you. No problem. I appreciate by you guys lab, having man. it. Stopping right. by the yeah. lab. Um, this is a real great issue. And, and I, I, um, this won't be the last hiring that you're going to see of a high profile um, because now they've set the stage for it to be fashionable. Right. Mm -hmm. but here's so the, the standard has changed. But, but the one thing about it's not, it's not just about it being fashionable. They have to have that same Fortune 500 mindset. Is it profitable? Right. And yeah. once it right. starts becoming, they start seeing it profitable and they start seeing those receipts. They start seeing the you know, the sponsorship, they start seeing that enrollment, they start seeing the, you know, more partnerships and all that. Now, it makes sense for your daughter, his son, your mm -hmm. nephew, my son, to go there mm -hmm. because they see um, the benefits of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it serves as a springboard. Yeah. It's, exactly. Right. It's, it's, it's bigger, than, it's bigger mm -hmm. than the sports. It's bigger than even yeah. Dion and Eddie. It's yeah. a, a trickle-down effect. Yeah. But you got to have those motions in play. In order to do that, man, return right. on investment, yeah, man, you know, and like an ROI, yeah, man. man. So a positive hey, one, yeah. anyway. All right, man. Well, as we often do, our closing words, man, and uh, you know, we anything else you want to add, Celos, as we close out? Um, I think we, I think we hit on all the the main key topics. Uh, you brought up like the branding, yeah. You know that brand awareness. Uh, you you talked about their responsibility and 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 having them to to be able to bring in like their own. Right. Uh, alums that are accountants that right. are whatever you right. know it, you know that you know the Aggies they mm -hmm. have that's one of the best accounting uh, schools black or white in the yeah. country Engin engineers too they yeah, engineer, yeah. engineering you know. so I think if we if well I say we because I think about it as we but if the HBCUs just take a holistic approach 
and an organic approach, they can do just that, save themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they can't, they can't always look at somebody else to do the saving. Um, it, it starts internally, and it starts with us. Even if we didn't go to HBCU, I, you know, I was in the Air Force and right. went to University of Maryland, Detroit State. Right, mm -hmm. right. But I grew up, you know, yeah. uh, across the street from Mr. Pettigrew. Oh yeah, um, right down Valley, you know, day. Yeah, you know, they got a, yeah. a you know, building or whatever name. Oh, he's, his he's, he's big. You know, what oh, I mean? yeah, he's so, big in Fort Valley. Yeah, Pettigrew, they right, right out of the picture, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Nate Dog, what you got for the people? Carlos, we just want to thank you for coming out, taking the time out your day to come out with us. No we problem. See what you're doing in the PR and marketing firm. Appreciate and, uh, that. Good, good, good luck with your endeavors, man. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Y'all stay on. Y'all, I, I love what y'all doing when y'all hit the road to go to those. Yeah. Uh, those. Uh, <laughs> uh, cigars. Cigars. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. turn. Yeah. So That's good stuff, yeah. man. You know, Bishop. keep it up. Uh, Carlos, first, I want to um, again, like Nate said. Uh, Thank you for taking time out out of your busy schedule and, and spending some time with us no, here no in the lab. Uh, we dare not take it for granted, brother. Each one, uh, teach one. Right, right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and just like I, I, I told Dre's brothers, uh, you my cousin too, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and, and I mean that with everything in me. So, mm -hmm. so thank you uh, for being here. No, no uh, thank you for dropping those nuggets. I hope yeah. that I hope that our audience received that uh, because he dropped some nuggets. And if you yeah. didn't, rewind the tape. Go yeah. back and take a look yeah. at it uh, because it's out there for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, that's good stuff, Bishop. You know, I just in closing words, man. I mean, he know how far we go back. I'm talking about. Oh yeah, from the rooter to the tutor. Rooter to the tutor, man. <laughs> right. Walking up and down Monitor Drive, yeah. Chattahoochee Street, Ch yeah. chasing them chickens. You know, Seaboard yeah. side, yeah. <laughs> man. Spending the night on the floor. Y'all yeah. don't know nothing about that anymore, yeah. uh, man. You know, so this is this is my family, man. Yeah. My classmate, my friend, man. And and he's a busy guy. I'll yeah. say this. Uh, you know. I called him up, and he's been he's been supporting us. Right, he's yeah. been supporting yeah. us. Right, he's been every on. day. Yeah. He's been on. That's and right. so he's been on. I was very methodical in reaching out because I know time is money. Yeah. Right. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. time is money. Without a doubt, and yeah. you know we have to understand as black people, right. time yeah. is money. Right. Even within our educational institutions, time is money. And so I appreciate you coming out, bro. I appreciate definitely appreciate you providing your expertise and no your problem. professionalism. And uh, what you brought to the lab, man. I just say this last thing, man. I think that I think our HBCUs on the on the right trajectory right, right. now. Oh yeah, right. I believe. And that. as long as we continue to bring in the right leadership, and you know, and one thing that we tend to do, it's good to have a long term employee. But if that long term employee is no longer valuable, it's time for a pivot, and man. Impacting the bottom line. It's time right. for a pivot. We we, we got to make a change because mm -hmm. right. it's 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 counterproductive to the student experience, right. Right. to the mm -hmm. experiential learning. So. I uh, look forward to greater and bigger things. Uh, shout out to all the HBCUs at the AU Center. And um, as we continue to evolve, and thank you, Kenya, for being here um, this evening. As we often do, shout out to our sponsors, Greenwood Whiskey. Greenwood. Um, lipsticks and Fingertips. Yes, Christian. A Sears Cigar. Um, Flirty Wick brand with Kim Bro. Uh, the original Getting to the Issue crew. Fellas. Yeah, um, Stanley Monica over at Stanley Cigar Lounge. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you making Cigar Society. We'll see We're you coming. all in two weeks. We are coming. See y'all in two weeks. Major <laughs> shout out to Orlando Cigar Fest. Yes. We'll see you all in April. That's mm -hmm. it. See you all in April. And um, I know y'all not on board yet, Miami, but I sent y'all an email. Might need to check it out, Might Miami. Need to check it out, Miami. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're not just. We're in the environment of a cigar and a nice whiskey scotch or whatever, but we're talking about economic mobility as it relates to people of color. 
So, man, I leave anybody out, y'all. I leave any sponsors out there. I think you got them all, bro. You got them all? All right. Oh, man, appreciate it, man. So, as we often do, man, we'll close out in the word of prayer. Okay. Heavenly Father, it's once again you allow us to come before you. We come giving reverence to your awesome name, thanking you for what you're doing and what you've done. God, we ask that you uh, cover Carlos and his travels. uh, send a band of angels down to protect him, not only him and his family. God, we ask that you do the same for each one of us. We, we ask that you do the same for our listening audience. And as we always say, let whatever we touch, not that it be silver or gold, but God, let it be platinum and diamonds. And it's in your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I got to give a shout out to uh, me and Carlos' family back home, me and a vision. We yeah. see you, Kennard. What's up, brother? Yeah. That's right. MOV, each one teach one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah that's good stuff. Because, because it, 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 takes, it takes y'all um, bringing these issues to the forefront because this is an audience that needs to hear this. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. the thing. That's right. Whether they realize it or not. Right, right, right. right. That, that they need to hear this and know this so they can, so they can, um, can grow. Because, like I said, we've been for too long We've been taking each other for granted. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's time out for it. Yeah. It's time out for it, yo. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got a, um, I got a What do you think, Kenya? It's actually, uh, she just got on, well, she's been on now for several months, but she's